Welcome to the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Featuring Blake, Boomer, and CG Nasty. Let's make gambling great again. All right, folks. Welcome <laughs> back. Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Season 2, Chapter 15. We're back live. More bowl games. Boomer and CG Nasty. The gang's all here. Mm-hmm. We're ready to make some money. Are you? Gentlemen, how you doing? Well, I'm uh, I'm a bit un- under the weather right now. Yeah, sure your picks voice are kinda, too, man. My voice kind of sounds like a uh, – $2 girl of the night that has been working all night to afford enough gifts to bring home to her family. I think they call that a girl of the mid-afternoon. I'll have to oh. bear with me on this. Okay. that's a- Well, uh, I personally am feeling fucking fantastic, dude. Uh, glad to be alive and glad to live in this great nation of the United States of America. Go well, there. I mean, I, I got a little purple drink over here, so who knows? I might get a little crazy tonight with some of these picks. Yeah, just don't turn up. And Lil Wayne lyrics because I hear purple drink makes you do that. Yeah, All right, a, uh, so we're back. More bowl games. Uh, we got a special guest, Kevin McGuire, coming on to talk some college football with us. Kevin uh, does a bunch of college football stuff, so he's going to come <laughs> talk some bowl games with us. Uh, Kev! Good stuff there. Uh, and we're going to hit our bowl games. We got 15 more this week, and then we'll round it out next week with the final 15. We got the first nine out of the way. Um we got the pending Ohio or Colorado State Idaho right now. Uh, looks like Idaho's probably going to cover as they're up thirteen at half as thirteen point underdogs. So unless Colorado State's got a twenty seven point swing touch in them, second half that was probably going to hold serve as Idaho covering. But uh, after week one, Boomer bringing up the rear five and eight, not too good. Yeah. Uh, Collier, seven and six, a little better. Come to Idaho games. I do have Idaho. Yeah, so you might be getting one more winner. Uh, nine and four over here for me. This is a little results from last week. We had some NFL sprinkled in there as well. Um, bowl games. I'm seven and two or uh, six and two. Uh, Boomer is currently. Boomer's five and or six and no, you're yeah, you're five and three. Sorry, and Collier is. Six and or five and four, sorry. So we got uh, a little all over the board. How the there. fuck am I five and four? Hold on, let me count this up one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm sorry, I'm seven and two. If you're I've ready it right there, live radio. If we, yeah, it's live. I mean, we do this live. If we include the uh, lock, I'm seven and two. Boomer is one, two, three, four, five, five and four with the lock. Collier, you are also five and four with the lock. So there we go. That's the ball games. Wrap that up. This week, again, 15 more for you. We're going to go Popeye's Bahamas Bowl all the way through the Advocare Texas Bowl tonight. Mm-hmm. So get ready. Get your pen and paper out because we're making you money there. We're also going to be rounding it out with the Maxi Pad 500 Bowl. The Maxi Pad 500 Bowl. I think that's One a NASCAR race, actually. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry about that. Yeah. Oh, they all kind of get intertwined whenever you had a couple of Budweiser. They do. Uh, we're purple drinking your instance. And we've got some NFL. We're going to do one NFL lock for you. We're not completely shutting the NFL out, but uh, we'll hit up on that a little bit more here coming up with the playoffs. But let's get to it, gentlemen. we got 15 bowl games to get to tonight. 
Um, some good ones, some shitty ones, and uh, some some money to be made. Again, we're going to roll through these 15, and we've got our lock of those games right there. Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of this bowl week. All right, so right now, before we uh, get to the bowl <laughs> games, our picks, let's uh, let's welcome Kevin McGuire on for just a few minutes. Uh, Kev! Kev's going to talk to you about some of the upcoming bowl games, what he likes, some of the, the trends of college football. It's a good interview, so check it out. All right, folks, we'd like to welcome Kevin McGuire to the Deep Fried Bets podcast. Uh, Kevin, you can find him on Twitter at Kevin on CFB, uh, website kevin-mcguire.com. Uh, and you check his podcast out, No Two-Minute Warning Podcast. Um, Kevin's here to talk a little bit about bowl season with us. Kevin, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. I'm actually watching a bowl game as we're recording this. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're in full swing right now for the bowl season, so it's a lot of fun right now. I forgot that you started at uh, 7. What, uh, what's that score right now? Uh, it looks like Colorado State just scored the first touchdown of the game, so it's going to be 7 nothing after the extra point. Okay, perfect. I was I thought that one started here in about 15 minutes, but I was wrong. So so how far or how are you enjoying bowl season so far outside of this? No, you know, I, I've really been enjoying it as much as I can so far. I actually missed uh, some of the action on Wednesday night to some to some other things going on. But, you know, that first Saturday that we just had this past weekend, I thought was a pretty entertaining start to the, the bowl season. And, you know, I've, I try to soak it up as much as I possibly can. So when we get a Monday afternoon game, I know there were probably only about 24 people in the stands, but I was one of the the couple hundred that were probably watching from home. Uh, I, I also have the, the luxury of being able to work from home so you know i i i welcome every opportunity to watch a football game on during the day even if it's a, a meaningless bowl game with between a couple teams that are right around 500 yep. so what's your take on the uh the too many bowl games debate where do you stand on that no, I, I'm against it. I think that, you know, I'll, I'll watch all the bowl games yeah, if I can. I'm, I'm, so, I mean, I, I'm one of those, uh, you know, I'll say a degenerate kind of. Uh, but, you know, for me, you know, the more football I get to watch this time of year, uh, it's just fine with me. Uh, again, I, I always look forward. I always try to find some of the positive stories you can take out of any bowl game. And, uh, you know, if that means we get two six and six teams, I'm going to see which one wants to end on the end the season on a winning note and have a winning record for the year. So I, I, I look for some of the small things, and I'll take whatever I can get at this point in time. Yeah, I'm with you. We're about to, to be away from football for a while, so I don't understand why people don't want more of it at this time. But um, <laughs> So looking ahead a little bit, what's the most – intriguing bowl game to you that's not a playoff or a New Year's Six game? Oh, you see that. You, you threw me a curveball there because I thought you were going to say other than a, a playoff game because I would have gone right to the Rose Bowl. But, you know, if I look around, uh, I can find a couple ones that I'm interested in. Uh, I was a little bit more interested in the Citrus Bowl between LSU and Louisville before we found out that Leonard Fournette wasn't going to be playing. But I'm still intrigued by that one in particular just because I want to see if Louisville can rebound and end the season the way that they started it. And, of course, with uh, LSU, you figure it's going to be a good defensive test. So I think that's a game on New Year's Eve that I would be paying real close attention to. I think that's one of the early games, if not the first game that day. And the other one that I would throw out there is the, the Music City Bowl between Nebraska and Tennessee. Just because I, I don't know what to expect from Tennessee, and I think Nebraska can be a dangerous team as long as they don't make their own mistakes, which they are prone to do at times. So I think that that could be a pretty entertaining game as well. Okay. Yeah, what do you think about the Rose Bowl? I know you kind of hit on that a little bit. Um, what do you think about that matchup? 
I think it's a great matchup. I think um, you know, I think USC may be the better team than Penn State, but you cannot count Penn State out right now. The way that they've been playing down the stretch of the second half of the season, you know, they will play an ugly first half, and that will probably be the case against USC, who can probably jump on them pretty early. But if you've watched Penn State at all, you know that they're going to come back in that second half, and they're never out of a game. So that's going to be a big test, I think, for USC. Uh, and that's a you know USC is a program that I think is uh, making you know make, generating some momentum going into the 2017 season. But I think you can say the same about Penn State too. I, I like USC though because they are playing much closer to home. They they love playing, getting a chance to play at the Rose Bowl. We obviously figure there's going to be a huge USC contingent there. But Penn State travels well too, so we'll see what that happens there. But I think that could be a very entertaining game. Okay, so kind of hit on that a little bit. What you know, got the playoff coming up: Washington, Alabama, and then Ohio State, Clemson. What uh, what kind of stands out to you that first the New Year's Eve game right there? I think the Ohio State-Clemson game is going to be the more entertaining game. I think it'll be a little bit more competitive from start to finish. Uh, And those are two teams where you kind of wonder if they can put it all together uh, from start to finish. Uh, That's been a problem. You know, Clemson has had some struggles at least early on in the season. They've kind of gotten better down the stretch where they've been playing up to their full potential. And Ohio State ended the season with a win against Michigan, but there were some sloppy performances that they have had throughout the year too. So if, if either of these teams could come out and play to their, the, their maximum ability, I think we're in store for a really good game. And, and I think it's certainly the more even matchup between the two, because they're really kind of even, I think on both sides of the football, whereas the other one that you got Alabama was uh, Washington, you know, as good of a season as Washington has had, I just look at Alabama and I don't care who they, I don't care who Alabama was playing in that first round matchup. I think that they are clearly the more superior team, you know, just look at what they've done in recruiting their deeper team. They're more physical, they're bigger, stronger. That's going to be very tough for Washington. So I think Alabama could probably put that game away in the second half. I don't think they'll blow away Washington in the first half, but I think that they're just so much bigger and stronger and deeper that it's going to be real tough for Washington to keep up. Yep. So um, who do, who do you like or who do you see in the final? Well, I think I've got Alabama. <laughs> I think I made that pretty clear uh, by listening to what I was saying. Uh, but, and you know, the other one's a toss-up to me. And, uh, you know, you're getting me on a day when I'm thinking Ohio State might win it. <laughs> but, I mean, if you ask this question to me in a couple of days, I might, I might come back and I say Clemson. But, you know, if I had to take a chance, I'm probably going to end up picking Ohio State because I think that they might have a little bit more on the defensive side to really kind of make some key plays that they're going to need to make. Yeah, throughout the game, you know, if they can come up with a turnover, that'll be something that they really need to do. Uh, so that's going to be it's going to be tough for Clemson to to challenge this Ohio State defense. I think if if Ohio State comes out and plays the way that I think they're capable. So do you think either of them have a chance against Alabama? I think either of them would have a chance against Alabama. I think I think Clemson and Ohio State would fare much better against Alabama than Washington would. I still probably go with Alabama regardless of who they're going to be playing, but I think um, yeah, I think Ohio State has potential to hang with Alabama, and if you can make Alabama make a couple of mistakes, you know Ohio State can take advantage of that. And, and I think this I think the same for Clemson. I think I think Ohio State's defense will play better against Alabama, 
but I think Clemson's offense might have a chance to perform better against Alabama. And we just saw those two last year, and I don't think there's too much that's really different uh, between those two. Obviously, they played last year for the championship, and you know, uh, Deshaun Watson went off and had himself a ball game and a losing effort for Clemson. So I'd, I'd be curious to see a rematch there, but I, I think each team has a different strength that they could probably utilize against Alabama. Okay. So you kind of hit on a little bit earlier with uh, LSU and Leonard Fournette. But what do you think about the the new trend of college guys leaving a little earlier, not sitting out the bowl game so they can start the draft prep? Yeah, I know a lot of people have some hot opinions about this. I'm I'm a little bit more okay with it than I think a lot of people are. Obviously, I would like to see them play uh, one final game. Probably just me being selfish. I want to get a chance to see Leonard Fournette and Christian McCaffrey one more time before they go off to the pros. But I totally understand where they're coming from. I think today's game is completely different than what it was 10, 20 years ago with how players are looking at their football futures. You know, obviously, we know a lot more about injuries, but you know, these guys are realizing that there's a lot at stake with a, a rookie contract for guys that are very likely to be high draft picks. And we just saw last year a guy go down, Jalen Smith, uh, go down and suffer a real bad injury in a bowl game. And I have to imagine that's fresh in everybody's minds right now. So if you have a feeling that you're going to be a top draft pick you know, or you know, first-round draft pick, I think you've got a lot of things to consider. And you know, honestly, if they were playing in a, in a uh, more higher echelon bowl game, maybe they're not making this decision, but because they're going to – uh, the Sun Bowl or the Citrus Bowl, there's not a whole lot at stake right now. They don't really have to prove anything, I think, as far as I'm concerned. So I, I totally get where they're coming from, I think, with their decision. Are you afraid that this becomes a trend, or is it kind of just kind of – Yeah, I, I, don't know, I don't know if it's going to be a trend that really breaks up the whole bowl system. I, I think we'll see this probably more commonly in the years to come. I think that there will be a small handful of players – that will be potential high round draft picks, especially running backs. Uh, and um, you know, if they're not playing in one of the bigger bowl games, a New Year's Six game or a playoff game, um, yeah, I think that that's probably going to be something that becomes more likely. But I don't know if it's going to be real widespread to the point where we're going to have teams that are sending half their roster to a bowl game. Right. Yeah, I think it's kind of relegated to the select few. I mean, I saw Linwood from Baylor decided to do it, but I didn't really understand that move. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it all depends on, you know, like I said, I think running backs more than any other position are probably going to be looking at this because we know running backs in football have a short uh, lifespan in the league uh, if you can make it there. And we've seen so many times, so, you know, running back injuries are tough to come back from sometimes. So it's, it's hard to say, go out there and play one more game uh, that really doesn't mean anything. In a location that you probably don't even really want to go to anyway. I mean, no offense to the folks in El Paso, but I mean, if you're Christian McCaffrey, you're just in the Rose Bowl last year, and we all saw what you did against Iowa. Yeah, you don't have to prove anything else in the Sun Bowl this week or you know this year against North Carolina, a game that not too many people are going to watch unless you're a fan of Stanford or North Carolina, or if you have some kind of betting interest in it. Right. Yep. So that's kind of a little bit of some of the guys that don't really have that much to prove left, but who. Or what is a team that you look at that's really got something to prove this bowl season to maybe springboard them to a successful 2017? Well, I think both USC and Penn State are probably playing with a little bit of chip on the shirt, but the team I think could really benefit from a big win in the bowl season might actually be Michigan. Um, you know, Michigan had a great year this year. Jim Harbaugh's been doing a lot of smack talking, and he's backed it up to a good extent, but 
you look at what Michigan has done since Jim Harbaugh took over. They still have not beaten Ohio State. They still have not beaten Michigan State. Well, they beat Michigan State this year, but they didn't win the division. Uh, so there's still there's still some rungs on the ladder that they're trying to climb. And they, they had a huge bowl win last year, but now they're going into uh, the next step up in bowl game pedigree and going up against a very talented Florida State team. So I think if Michigan could end the season with a victory against a very good Florida State team in the Orange Bowl, that can probably help keep that momentum going uh, for Jim Harbaugh and his crew in Ann Arbor going into next season. Even though they're going to be losing some players to the NFL, they're going to be much younger next year. But I think a game like this could probably serve as a good transition to what you have coming up in 2017. Okay. All right, well, we got, uh, we'll get you out of here on this one. Do you see any major upsets like in the uh, the New Year's Six or anything like that, maybe a Central Mich- or a Western Michigan over Wisconsin, anything like that happening? Yeah, actually, that's the one game I would say that an upset by the the underdog there. I, I would not be too shocked by that. I think I think Wisconsin is a it's a the strong kind of team that can really wear down Western Michigan. It's going to be a defense that they unlike any they faced all season long, and that should be a concern. I think if you're Western Michigan, but I just there's just something about that Western Michigan team where they, there's a certain amount of energy that they bring to the field. There's no doubt that they're going to be much more amped to be playing in that game. Right. Now, if they can control the emotions there, uh, which is kind of difficult because P.J. Fleck feeds off of emotion, I think, sometimes. But I think um, they've got an offense that can challenge Wisconsin. And I think if you, you watch the Big Ten Championship game, you know, if you can throw against Wisconsin, you got a pretty good chance to do something. And Western Michigan can throw. <laughs> they've, got a, they've got some really good playmakers there. Corey Davis, if you get a chance to watch him, he put up some monster numbers this year. And I don't think it's just because of the weak opposition. I think that's, that's going to be something that Wisconsin needs to be wary of. No, I think Davis will end up in the first round. He's definitely a fun talent to watch, that's for sure. Absolutely. All right, Kevin, we appreciate you joining us. Again, that's Kevin McGuire. You can find him on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. Uh, Kevin, thanks so much for joining us this week. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks a lot for having me on. All right, so that wraps up the interview with Kevin McGuire. Again, Kevin, thanks so much for joining us. And now, gentlemen, let's get to our ball picks. First up, tomorrow at noon. So uh, get ready for some midday football. We've got the Popeyes Bahamas Bowl with Eastern Michigan, four-point underdogs, taking on Old Dominion. These two teams actually met earlier in the season with Old Dominion getting the win. Uh, On paper, I have dubbed this in the write-up that I've just posted on deepfriedbets.com. This has got to be the shittiest bowl game of all time on paper. Am I right? Hell no. On paper, this is the moneymakers to be making you that paper. Okay. Well, um, maybe that. But I'm talking about, like, the teams. It's terrible. Terrible. Uh, what do you got against Old Dominion, dude? I agree. Probably go into any Popeye's fast food restaurant in the nation and pull out 11 guys for each team that could probably play a better football game than what we're going to see tomorrow. I agree with that. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not going to be pretty. Uh, Old Dominion, four-point favorite against Eastern Michigan. Uh, Boomer, what you got in this game? Absolutely love Old Dominion. Have loved them all year. They've made me money all year. Washington quarterback just airs it out. I, I mean, Walry, you know, he's he's a good change of pace guy that comes in and kind of they have a pretty even even tier offense. Um, I've I've watched them action with uh, Eastern Michigan all year. Also, they uh, they just don't do it for me. So uh, I'm gonna eat the points, eat the four points, and take Old Dominion here. All right, Collier. 
Yeah, I'm taking the Monarchs too. That uh, line with the crown on top of his head gets me a little frisky. Makes me want to lay down lots of money for the Monarchs. And that's what I'm doing, bitch. Okay, so you're taking Monarchs here. Well, let's make that a, uh, a clean trifecta here. I also am taking Old Dominion. I uh, don't know too much about either of these teams. Uh, bet on Eastern Washington a few times, or Eastern Michigan this year, a few times simply because they were 1-11 last year, pretty bad. Got some big numbers at the window. Um, four is not a big number, though, so I think Old Dominion will get the job done by at least a touchdown. So that's all three on Old Dominion there. All right, so we got the uh, – that's the Popeye's Bahamas Bowl. Uh, next up, the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Tomorrow, 3.30 p.m. Central, Louisiana Tech, Skip Holtz, six-and-a-half-point favorites over Navy. The uh, – the Army game really did a number on them in the eyes of Vegas. Uh, Collier, are you buying it, or who are you taking La Tech? Yeah, give me the Louisiana Tech Mud Dogs. I think they, uh, they're a hell of a lot better than Navy is, and especially since Navy's starting quarterback and running back are out of the game still. And they're back up. Their backup quarterback. Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's the whole team's heart. All right, remember who you like here. Well, I absolutely hate Navy and I absolutely love Louisiana Tech. So, I mean, you could give me 14 points and I'm not taking Navy in this game. Okay. Well, I'm fading both of you here. Love Navy. Absolutely love them. This, uh, I'm kind of going back and forth. This could be my lock of the bowl week here. Um, the public all over Louisiana Tech. <laughs> um, I mean, Navy almost played in the Cotton Bowl in New Year's Six. I mean, they've fallen off a few times since then. Army beat Navy. I mean, let's not get that wrong, but it's the first time in the last 14 tries that they've beaten them. Yeah. Um, uh, did you watch the game, Dan? I did. It's an option team. Navy has struggled against option teams. Um, they're an option team, too. I'm saying their, defense, their offense against option defenses is not great. But Louisiana Tech's got a terrible defense, and Navy's going to run that option up on them. Uh, Overs in play here, too, but I love Navy. Um, give me the seven. I mean, it's going to be six and a half. I'm going to buy the half just to be safe. But love the midshipmen here to get the job done in the Armed Forces Bowl. I mean, how, Collier, that's your own rule here. How can you go against America in the Armed Forces Bowl? Well, uh, I am an American, so whatever I do, I pretty much am going with America. Okay. So that's, that's what uh, I feel that's about. That's way to look at it. Next up, the Dollar General Bowl down in Mobile, Alabama. What? Dollar General props to them. I guess Dollar Tree was unavailable for the bowl game hosting hey, this year. Hey, fuck Dollar Tree. For real, though. Yeah, all these places are terrible. Um, no, Dollar General's legit, dude. No, it's not. Um, Ohio, four-point dogs against Troy. Troy, the in-state team. Uh, Going to get a little bit of a home field advantage, but I can't imagine too many people were making the trip from Troy down to Mobile. Um, Four-point favorites, Troy Trojans. Boomer, who you like in this game? Love Troy playing in their own backyard. I, I disagree. There's going to be a lot of friends and family coming out for this game. It's in Mobile, not too far of a drive away from Troy, all, in, all there in South Alabama. Troy's got a high-powered offense. They love to run the score up. Uh, I think Ohio is going to be fairly checked out, really. Nothing really is going on there. It's going to be a basic game. and Only four, yeah, I'm definitely going to eat the four with Troy on this one. Yeah, I like Troy here as well. Um yeah, I don't know about the the personnel or how many folks would be in the stands, but I think Troy kind of breaks out of their 
late season woes and gets the job done against an Ohio team that has not been very good against the number in bowl games under Frank Solich. Uh, Collier, who you got here? Yeah, I'm taking Troy, too. I think they this is a team that wants to be in this bowl game. Ohio is basically, I don't, I don't, why would you care about this game? Like, why would you care at all? You already lost your chance in the Maxson Bowl against Western Michigan. So the rest of the season, just get your gifts from the bowl game, take your ass whooping, and go home to Ohio. Okay. So we're calling for an ass whooping here. I like it. Mm-hmm. Next up, the sponsorless Hawaii Bowl. Um, this one is the only new uh, Christmas Eve game we've got on the college side of things. A lot of NFL action going on Saturday, though, which should be fun to watch out for. Um, but we've got Hawaii playing, again, in their own backyard, four-and-a-half-point dogs to Middle Tennessee State. Um, Middle Tennessee State, four-and-a-half-point favorite, like I said. Um, they, uh, they don't have to deal with Hawaii a lot, or they don't get to deal with Hawaii. Um, Hawaii's their guys are in that atmosphere all the time. Like it's just waking up. It's another game for them. It's another home game. But uh, Middle Tennessee State's going to go out there and they're going to kind of get caught up in the intricacies of the island. And I think that's going to mess with their head a little bit. Plus, the public's almost ninety percent on the Blue Raiders. So I'm going to take the Rainbow Warriors here of Hawaii plus four and a half. Uh, Collier, who you like here? Yeah, I love Middle Tennessee State because. Hawaii is awful. They have a losing record, and I don't like. There's no. I don't care what you say. Like Hawaii playing at home or anything. I just don't think it matters at Boomer, all. Are you okay just over there? Out of here. <laughs> just like, just yeah. give me Middle Tennessee State and fuck Hawaii because they beat Alabama one time, and I'm still holding a grudge because that was some more shit. So I'm taking Middle Tennessee State just on that fact. Okay. Um, Boomer, who you got here? I'm going with uh, Hawaii for all the same reasons that you mentioned. Just another game for them. Elton C. State is going to be caught up in all the atmosphere there. Having a good time. Christmas Eve. Being the furthest part away from their country as physically possible. And I'm getting points. Love hey, the from game, though. I would like to point out that Hawaii lost 55 to nothing in November. To who? San Diego State. Okay. Well, what does that have anything to do with Middle Tennessee State? Just the same, man. If you're picking a team that lost 55 nothing, you might be on the myth. All right. I'll remember that here in a minute um, when we get to that Mississippi State game, um, which is next. Mississippi State against Miami of Ohio in the St. Petersburg Bowl. Um, we're taking Christmas Day off. You get the day off from bowl games. Got to spend that time with your family. Uh, you can catch up on all the Miss Deep Fried Bed podcasts, though, uh, because I know that sometimes it can be stressful dealing with a family, and the Deep Fried Best podcast is never stressful. It's always just good times. But St. Petersburg Bowl, Miami of Ohio, 14-point dogs, two Mississippi State Bulldogs. Collier, let's see if you hold true to your strategy here. Who you like? Yeah, I'm going to go away from my strategy of last game. I'm going to go ahead and take the Bulldogs in this one, even though – I feel like it's crazy that Miami, Ohio lost the first six games of the season and then won the next six yeah, games. Yeah, that's wild. You're taking the Miami, Ohio Bulldogs? No, dude, they're the fucking Red Hawks. I'm not taking any <laughs> of those people. Like, I'm taking the state Bulldogs to get it done. 10 o'clock in the morning, I'll be drinking beer, 
And uh, I hope uh, those Miami uh, players will be too. Because yeah. Hashtag I bet stay. March. Yeah, this is uh, – I think this was going to get ugly. I suggested earlier that we take the under in the first half because both teams' body clocks are not going to be up for this one. 10 a.m. kickoff local time for uh, Mississippi State. 11 a.m. kickoff local time in St. Pete. Um, not going to be exciting football for the first half. I think Mississippi State will wake up the second half, get the job done. Public's going to be all over Mississippi State, but I don't care. Um, five and seven teams were 3-0 and last year in bowl games. I think that trend continues this year. Give me, uh, yeah, give me the Bulldogs in Mississippi State. Ben, where you got here? Man, when it first opened at 12, I would have said Mississippi State. And now that it's run to 14, I have my doubts. But I think that this is not going to be an SEC team that is not going to be happy to be there. Doesn't really care. It's going to be left the days ago. But – uh, Fitzgerald has something to prove first year. I think that he wants to go in with some momentum next year. So I think that they're going to kind of stay on them the entire game. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll eat the 14 points. Right. Hasn't worked for me in the past, but I'll, I'll do it this time. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I think Fitzgerald tries to springboard a little bit next year. Um, yeah, that should be – we're all in Mississippi State there, so hopefully that gets the job done. Next up, the Quick Lane Bowl. Uh, worst Power Five matchup of all time in a bowl game. Dude, Mar- this matchup sucks. It's terrible. Maryland, one point favorite versus Boston College. Basically a pick em. Awful, awful game. Like, don't watch this, please. I don't care how much money you have on it. Find something else to do. This will be terrible football. No, they, like, they need to cancel this game. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with that. I'm okay with that. It's in Detroit. No one cares. Boomer, who do you like? Uh, I like a lockout for college football for even proposing this game coming out. So hey, I'm betting the overall lockout for college football, the players walking out. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible. Who's going to watch this outside of the players' families? Nobody. And if they, if you watch this game, just stop. Don't do it. Yeah, play with your new Christmas presents. Like, this is awful. Well, uh, I ne- have never bet on Boston College in my entire life. I'm not going to start now. It's kind of like be- doing heroin and, and cocaine and crack and all that good stuff. So uh, give me Maryland only because I hate Boston College. Okay, Collier. Yeah, I'm taking the Terps because uh, I love crab cakes. So you might yeah. as well just go with them. Here's my thing. I'm going to take the team I think is slightly less awful. So, yeah, give me Maryland as well. And let's never talk about this football game again. Next up, the Camping World Independence Bowl, Shreveport, Louisiana. Here we come. North Carolina State, four-point favorites against Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt, first team ever excited to play a bowl game in Shreveport, Louisiana, because they're just excited to play a bowl game, period. Collier, who you got here? Oh, I'm taking the doors. Uh, I've never seen a coach as much as excited as uh, Derek Mason was after beating Tennessee. I feel like he's firing the troops up. They're coming out, and there's some of fucking, I don't know, there's some of butt-fuck these boys. Damn, dude. A little graphic. <laughs> yeah. It's going to get crazy out there. Okay. So, uh, Carter thinks going to get very crazy. I'm that right now with that graphic description you just gave. Boomer, who are you taking here? Love Vanderbilt right here. This is probably going to be in my lock of the weekend. Derek Mason. Coach. Absolutely love them. Uh, Shermer coming on as a quarterback doesn't is not terrible 
I guess you could say. They're on a hot streak beating Ole Miss in Tennessee. Uh, defense is legit. Cunningham's trying out for the pros. He's going to give a damn in this game. Derek Mays is going to have him riled up to be in a bowl game in a long time. Okay. So you like the doors here. I like the doors here, too, making another clean sweep. Um, yeah, not Andy. to mention NC State had a pretty bad second half. Yeah, they had to beat North Carolina to get into this game, which Vandy had to beat Tennessee. Um, a little bit different circumstances, though. I, I'm not super confident in this game, but I do think the Doors can keep the uh, keep it within the number. Like I said, they're going to be more excited to be there than North Carolina State. NC State kind of rallied to save their coach's job. I think it's safe now, so they're not going to be super fired up to go play in Shreveport. Vandy will. It's been a few years since they've been to a bowl game. Um, they don't go to them very often as it is. I think they'll do everything they can to get the win. And I don't know that they'll do that, but they'll keep it within the number, in my opinion. So, yeah, clean sweep on Vandy here. Next up, the Zaxby's Heart of Dallas Bowl. This is for all the Zach sauce. Army, inexplicably a 10-point favorite versus North Texas. Collier, I heard you chuckle a little bit there. Who you got? <laughs> well, uh, honestly, I don't know how you can take Army with 10 points. It's just it's crazy to think because the last game, yeah, they beat Navy, but the two games before that, I mean, they're not they're not world killers. They uh, they got killed against Air Force. They were only a point dog, or no, they were a point favorite. Favorite, yeah. And they got beat by twenty plus, and then going to Notre Dame just get crushed. So I feel like the Navy win. People are just overinflating that big time. I'm taking North Texas. Yeah, they literally like assembled a task force on how to beat Army or how to beat Navy. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Like it's been in the works for like three or four years. Their whole season is dedicated to beating Navy. I mean, they won some games to get there. But they're a 10-point favorite to a team they lost to at home earlier in the year. Like, that hasn't been hearts on enough. North Texas went to Army and beat them earlier in the year, and now they're catching 10 in a bowl game and on a neutral field. At oh, home, shit. Yeah, at home, basically. Um yeah, North Texas, every day, all day. Um, Army, love them to death. Super stoked they beat Navy. Happy for them. What a great scene rushing the field after get win, after that win. But, shit, you're not beating North Texas by 11 or more. Uh, give me the mean green or whatever the hell they are now. Uh, Boomer, who you got? I'm going to uh, my neighborhood loan shark, and I'm going to go take out as much money as physically possible, and I'm going to go put it on North Texas in this game. Absolutely love them in the spot for all the reasons you already mentioned. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we're all just dead ass wrong on this. And the thing is, like, public is on Army a little bit too. Because um, they beat Navy. I know. It's crazy. Like, Navy. Only, it was the only game of the weekend <laughs> everybody absolutely was tuned into. I mean, Navy's historically been all right, but Jesus Christ, let's not inflate that win too much. Uh, yeah, Army's catching 57% of the public money right there. Give me North Texas all day, every day. Uh, next Are you, up. Uh, asking Jesus Christ who he was uh, picking in this game? No, I already know who he's picking in this game. Um, yeah. Yeah. Next up, we got the Military Bowl presented by Northrop Grumman, uh, Grumman, whatever that is. Temple, minus 11.5 against Wakey Leaks. Uh, Wake Forest, Demon Deacons. 
No word yet on uh, if Temple has their playbook for this game or not. Um, Collier, first <laughs> off, let's hear about your thoughts on this scandal and who you've got in this game. Hey, man, can't blame a dude for giving away a couple plays. you got to make that dough somehow, and uh, you got to feed the kids. Hey, if it's if you got to give your own team's plays away, good for you, dude. you got a little cash on the table, you know, put it in the 401K, get you a nice little retirement going. Yeah, it sucks. You're probably going to get fined a lot of money now, but good thing you got your money while you could. So, hey, props to him. Okay. Uh, well, who you got in the game? Oh, I'm taking Wake Forest. Okay. Because I feel like these players are just pissed off. They've been just fucking hearing about this thing everywhere they go. You know, you've been losing these games because the plays are given away. And it's, hey, they can finally play the way it was meant to be. All these plays they've been practicing. Temple doesn't have those plays anymore. And they're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to be so much better now. They don't have the plays. They're definitely going to cover the spread. Yeah, here's my thing. Uh, let's go ahead and get Dave Clawson an extension and a Coach of the Year trophy. He gets his team to a bowl despite the fact that every team they played had their playbook going into it. Like uh, when Saban retires, bring him down to Tuscaloosa. That's the best coaching job I've ever seen. Um, I don't know how in the hell that happens. I'm with you. Wake Forest players are going to be pissed off. I mean, they they get a fresh start in this game. Temple's good, but they just lost one of the best coaches in program history. Uh, coming off a big American Athletic Conference win, uh, this is a letdown spot for them. Not saying they can't get the win, but I don't think they win by 12 or more. Love Wake Forest. Bust the points here, Boone. Uh- Dude, plus the fact that Temple has covered the last 10 games. Yeah, they twice. cover every week, and that doesn't happen. So Something has to give. Yeah. Boomer, who you got here? Taking Wake Forest, although that line has gone down by two points so far, so we'll see if it continues to go down to 10.5. Um, yeah, I mean, Temple lost their coach. That hasn't played too much of an impact this year, but I know – Historically, teams uh, playing with an interim coach, I think, are like 13 and 19 or 13 and 20 the past couple of seasons and bowl season. So I'm gonna stick with the I'm gonna stick with the numbers and take Wake in this one. Yeah, I'm usually big to fade teams with interim coaches, and this is another spot I'm gonna continue to do that. Um, next up, we've got the National Funding Holiday <laughs> Bowl out in San Diego. California, Minnesota, another scandal-laden team, catching 10 against Mike Leach and the Washington State Cougars. Uh, Boomer, we'll start with you here. Who you like? Love Minnesota for that scandal that you said. These players are, have decided to play. I think they're going to go out there and want to prove something. They're going to be super pissed off if they're actually playing for something. Mike Leach's team, hell of a run this year. That's why they're giving 10.5 points. But I, I think that this game is going to be very close, if not Minnesota just putting it on them, just out of frustration, it's five. Okay, Collier? Yeah, I'm going to agree with the players being pissed off. kind of surprises me this line is so high. You would think, you know, the Big Ten's kind of a little bit better than Pac-12 and got the same record. You kind of, I don't know, you kind of value these teams sort of the same. If it was me, I would put this at least a, Minus three, Washington State. If you don't give me seven more points than that, I'll take Minnesota. 
Okay. Um, I'm with you both again, which is scary because we're either going to win you a lot of money this week or lose you a lot. Um, I love Minnesota here as well. Um, I, I think that, that the players taking that time off, terrible idea. Um, you know, maybe if you're going to stand up for your teammates, don't do it on like a rape situation. Um, yeah. Maybe hold out for a different thing, like, you know, stealing lunch money or something like that. Hold off for the next scandal. But, um, yeah, I think Minnesota comes out. They're going to be the fresher team. Missed a week of practice, which I just – I'm Mike Leach faded too much for me down the stretch. Colorado State – or Washington State did. Um, they didn't look very impressive at all the last couple of weeks. Got absolutely housed by Washington. Um Got the ball inside the ten yard line three times and walked away with zero points. Still mad that I hit the over in that game, but uh, yeah, Minnesota, you're getting my support and my money at plus ten. Yeah, hey, and uh, if you're a good fan and you're in San Diego, tickets are on sale for fourteen dollars well, right now. I can so. think of fourteen million better things to do in San Diego than watch this game, but that's just me. So next up, we're finishing out Wednesday, the twenty seventh. The Motel 6 Cactus Bowl. This may be Tuesday the 27th. I'm sorry. Tuesday the 27th. Motel 6 Cactus Bowl. 9.15 Central PM. We're playing this one at Chase Field, Arizona. Super sweet ballpark. Checked it out this year. Going to be cool to see a football game there. They did this last year as well. Uh, Boise, 7.5 point favorite over the Baylor Bears. Um Baylor, another scandal-laden team. This is the day of scandals in college football. Lifetime is jealous of all this programming. Uh, Motel 6 Cactus Bowl, Boise, 7.5-point favorite. Collier, who's your take? I'm taking Boise State. It seems like they always win their bowl games, and Baylor's on a hell of a slide right now. I know they finally got a good coach from Temple, but he's not there yet. These players, they're just it's, – it's not a good team this year. And Boise State, I mean, they're 10 and 2, should be pretty damn solid. I think they're going to take it to Baylor. Show a little uh, horsepower in that one. Okay. Uh, Boomer, who you got? Yeah, love Boise State right here with the 7.5. I think that is a complete blowout. Baylor just has not been a team that everybody's accustomed to this year. Um, Their star running back not playing. They're losing players left and right. Nobody's going to want to be there in this game. And uh, Boise State, obviously, they go into every bowl game with a chip on their shoulder being from the Mountain West. So they, they give a damn. Baylor does not. See, I'm uh, I'm fading y'all on this one. And going into it, I thought that I would definitely be taking Boise. Then I, this is one of those that I looked at it from the Vegas point of view, not the I know the Baylor scandal thing, and I know that they might not want to be there, but – Public's all over Boise in this one. Um, you got a ranked versus unranked situation, which is something to look out for. Baylor did not cover the spread at very much at all this year. That's another thing. Three factors really in the favor of Baylor when it comes to covering this spread. Not going to love it. Probably not going to root for them um, to win, that's for sure. But I think they'll keep it to win in the seven and a half. Uh, I think Boise may win the game, but Baylor keeps it within the number. I think that Matt Rule, I know he's not coaching, but I think he's gonna he's he's got his he's got his uh voice in that locker room a little bit and I think he's he's fired these guys up a little bit, so I'm gonna gonna take him, gonna take a take a flyer here and go with the uh 
the Baylor Bears. All right, that is uh, the Motel Six Cactus Bowl. Next up, we've got the New Era Pinstripe Bowl, Woo! Yankee Stadium. The 28th of December, Wednesday, 1 p.m. Central, Pittsburgh, five-and-a-half-point favorites against Northwestern. I expect this one to get closer to seven by kickoff, but we'll stick to the five-and-a-half for now. Boomer, who you got? Well, I love Pitt. Loved him all year. Love Connor. Uh, Northwestern's defense is usually stout, but uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna stick with, stick with Pittsburgh. I'll eat the five and a half on this one. Okay, Kyle. Yep, taking Pittsburgh too. They had the two best wins the whole year. They beat two top five wins, our two top five teams. And I just want to point out this game is probably gonna be cold as hell. Okay, have you ever been to Chicago? It's infinitely colder than Pittsburgh. Yeah, I've been to Chicago before. Well, you can't be bringing the cold weather in here as a favor for Pitt. Um, I thought that this was the new Air Bowl, and it's in New York. Yeah, the new Air Pinstripe Bowl. It's in Yankee Stadium. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to make that fact be known. There will be some ice-cold, hard-ass titties in that stadium. (laughs) All right, that's something to look out for. Uh, I like Northwestern here. Uh, public's going to be all over Pitt. Love fading the public this time of year. Um, I'm going to wait, though. I'm not taking it at five and a half. I'm going to wait until it gets to seven. I believe it will. If it doesn't, then I'm going to lay off. Um, I think Northwestern's defense can can slow Pitt down a little bit. I know Pitt does. You're Like you said, Carr, probably have the two best wins of the year. But I just think Northwestern can stick it to them. Uh, so you're taking – a two-directional school name. I am. Dos Direccionales. Uh, give me Northwestern here. Plus the, plus the seven. Let's hold out for seven. Um, next up, the Yes, There's Still a Brand, Russell Athletic Bowl. West Virginia, three-point dogs to the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, Boomer, what's your take on this game? Well, every time I've been on uh, Brad Kaya, he had screwed me over. It hadn't even been close. So I've done that four times this year. Someone take him again in this bowl. It can't happen five times, right? No, he cannot. Collier? I'm taking the Hurricanes on a little four-game win streak. They're going to be riding high in Orlando, giving that damn Hurricane some firepower, and they're going to take it to the Mountaineers take it to the limit I like it yeah clean sweep here I think Miami gets the job done I hope you took Idaho by the way because they are kicking Colorado State's ass 34 to 7 now um yeah Miami three-point favorites public again gonna be all over the underdog here in West Virginia because West Virginia went 10 and 2 they went 10 and 2 against a shitty ass schedule the only two good teams they played were Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, and they lost by a combined 500 points. Um, neither of those were closed. They're not very good. Miami's okay. Rick does pretty well in bowl games historically, so I'm going to ride with that. Love Miami in this spot. Give me the points. I'll, I'll or Let me lay the points. I don't care. Um, Miami minus three. And uh, what I'm pretty confident is going to be a real big-time winner for us. And next up... We got the Foster Farms Bowl. Terrible name. Probably going to be a terrible game. Indiana plus seven versus Utah. Collier, what's your take? What's your take on this one? I'll take Indiana. Okay. Uh, are you raising behind? You just like the the Hoosiers here? 
Yeah, just like the Hoosier, dude. All right. Uh, fuck Utah. I like that uh, logic there, uh, Boomer. Lego with Lego. Love that guy. Love Indiana right here. Utah don't want to be in this bowl. They played in bigger games this year. Give me the seven. Yeah. Um, Indiana, another team with a new coach. But this one has been in-house the whole time, promoted their defense coordinator. Um, Roger Goodell doesn't understand why someone was suspended for letting their players play hurt. But um, – or someone was fired, I should say. I like Indiana in this spot as well. They'll uh, they'll keep it within the number. They may win outright. Utah, like you said, not going to want to be there. Another solid season. They're nine and one under Kyle Willingham, Whittingham in bowls. But this is one of those spots. Might be nine and two after this. Uh, so give me Indiana here. Next up, let's wrap it up. Here's our final bowl selection of the week. And then we'll get to the real good ones next week. Bub, we've got the AdvoCare Texas Bowl next Wednesday, the 28th. Wait, wait a second. I thought this was the Depends Texas Bowl. No, it's AdvoCare, man. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I was confused because Bill Snyder was playing it. Yeah, no, no. They're, uh, they're trying to make you lose weight. So, AdvoCare. Texas A&M, two-and-a-half-point favorites in the state of Texas versus Kansas State. Remember, do you think they get that home state advantage? Who are you taking here? And I love Kansas State in this spot. Texas A&M just has been a dumpster fire last part of the season. I don't think they want to be there. Could care less about this game. Night game, Bill Snyder, you know, that old bastard is going to get those players thinking that they're playing for something more than they, they are with the Advocare Bowl trophy. So give me Kansas State. Yeah, uh, like them here a lot too. Like you said, Texas a has no interest in being here. They were number four in the initial playoff rankings, not ranked now, but it's kind of hard to go from, yeah, we might be in the playoff to yeah, we're playing Kansas State in the Advocare Texas Bowl. Like you said, Bill Snyder, this could be his last game. Every game could be his last game because he's old and might retire at any second. But um, I love Kansas State here. I think they uh, I think they get the win outright. Don't even worry about the two and a half. Take the money line here, uh, Kansas State. Collier? Yeah, I'm taking the Aggies large. They uh, have not covered the last eight games. I'm looking for that change to happen in this bowl game, which I'm renaming the hooker bowl because why not fair enough no reason behind it but uh okay we'll take it so that's uh that does it for our scheduled bowl games but you know what's next we did it last week we had our lock of bowl week one and now we're bringing him back for bowl week two stone cold <laughs> steve austin lock of the week Stone Cold, baby. Bring it to you, fire. He's bringing it hot. We're all hot and heavy, ready for some winners. Boomer, Stone Cold, Steve Austin of the Bowl Week. Who is it? Staying in the SEC, I'm going with the unexpected uh, Vanderbilt Commodores. Love them. Love Derek Mason. I think this is going to springboard them into next year. Vandy, plus four against NC State. In Shreveport, baby. I like it. Collier, who are you taking here? Yeah, I'm going to go back to the game we were just talking about a minute ago. That's the Hooker Bowl now because Stone Cold told me there's one thing 
he loves in this world, and that's a good hooker. Okay. And he I, I, told me, follow your heart and go with the Texas A&M Aggies to whoop up on them Kansas State boys all night, every night. Bitch your money down on it, and don't ever look back. Damn, that's a, that's a risky move there. But we thought so last week, and you hit with Western Kentucky, so yep. we'll see. Um, Good pick. Decent pick. Boomer, I like the Vandy pick. I don't know how neither one of y'all took this. Maybe it was just too obvious not to take. But uh, North Texas plus 10, Stone Cold Steve Austin, lock of bowl week two. They're going to get the job done against Army. Probably going to win outright, but I'll take the 10 to be safe. Love, love, love them in this spot. I looked at Miami. And I looked at Navy in this spot, too. But uh, that North Texas was just too too hard to pass up. Love them there. So we're going to ride with the Mean Green. I think they're the, the Eagles now or something like that. But they'll always be the Mean Green. North Texas, plus 10. Stone Cold Steve Austin, like a bowl week, too. And that, that's, uh, that's it for our bowl coverage. Woo! But we can't completely neglect the NFL. Uh, week 16 of the NFL. Playoffs start in two weeks. Those people's fantasy football playoffs are this week. But we, we went heavy on the bowls. We'll come back to the NFL a little bit next week as we kind of wrap up the playoff race. And then, of course, we'll hit it hard once the playoffs start. But just so we don't le- neglect our other favorite football game, uh, we're going to give you one NFL game this week, our favorite, our NFL lock of the week, if you might, if you want to go with that. Uh, Collier, who is your favorite NFL game this week? My favorite I'm taking it down to Jacksonville, Florida, and taking the Jaguars plus five against the Tennessee Titans because the Jaguars are going to take this one home, and they're going to be proud of it. Okay. Uh, I like it. I looked at that as well, but I just can't stomach betting on the Jags anymore. They've uh, they've lost my money too much this year, so uh, well, I like it. Boomer, who you got here? Well, I uh, couldn't decide between just one pick, so I'm giving out two locks in the NFL. Okay. Both on Saturday. Starting out, uh, love the Panthers at home against the Falcons in this divisional matchup. Kind of, I, I won't say that lost value, but the Panthers beating the Redskins kind of has had the public thinking a little, little bit more about just staying off the game, but... I think there's still value, definitely, with uh, the Panthers getting three at home there, and uh, then going up to uh, up to Buffalo, and I'm taking the Bills minus four against the Matt Moore-led Miami Dolphins. Okay, so Bills and Panthers here is your uh, your two NFL locks. I am taking it to the frozen tundra and the Green Bay Packers. Coming off a big win in Chicago. Didn't cover the spread. Uh, winners of four straight, Collier, is that right, or five straight? Check me on Four that. straight. Four straight. Um, phew, I don't know if it's going to get to five. I know they're not going to cover. I know that much. We're taking the Minnesota Vikings plus the touchdown, plus the seven on the road. Beat Green Bay earlier in the year. Uh, it's going to be cold. Aaron Rodgers, I know, uh, looked all right last week, but the calf still a little bit of an issue. That defense in Minnesota is really, really good. This is an absolute uh, must-win for them if they want to stay alive. They're probably out of it. Dude, didn't Minnesota lose to Indianapolis last week? They did. They got crushed by Indianapolis. 34-6. Yeah, but uh, this defense has given Aaron Rodgers fits for a while now uh, in division. 
Give me the pack to win by, you know, maybe a field goal or so here, but I love the Vikings plus seven to cover here. Um, and that is my NFL lock of the week. So that does it for us. Chapter two or chapter 15, season two of the Deep Fried Bets podcast. Again, appreciate Kevin McGuire coming on and joining us, talking a little college football. We'll be back next week with even more bowl picks, but in the meantime, we've got plenty of winners for you. It's Christmas coming up. We hope you have a Merry Christmas. Boomer, what you got to send us off with? Um, just uh, don't mix drugs. And uh, if, if you do mix drugs, do it in moderation and do it responsibly. Okay. That's uh, some sound advice. Collier, you got anything to send us off on the weekend with? Yep. I mean, it's Christmas this weekend, and we all know Santa says ho, ho, ho. But that does not mean you ladies can go out there and be some hoes. It is spelled H-O, not the other way so everybody keep it classy this christmas keep yourself safe drink lots of lots of liquor and get lots of gifts and if you have to steal some uh gifts from other people go ahead and do it dude question is it acceptable to be a ho 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 at the hooker bowl uh, I'm about to say yes. It absolutely is. Okay. Stone Cold Steve Austin will be there. Stone Cold Steve Austin said so, so it's all right. All right, folks. Yes. We appreciate you joining us. We will be back next week with the final round of bowl games, a few more NFL picks, and maybe another guest or two. Uh, we appreciate it. Tell your friends. Give the gift of deep fried bets this season. Tell your friends about the podcast and the website. Uh, new, uh, new bowl blowout bonanza part two is up. Check that out. And uh, we'll see you back next week. Have a good Christmas and stay safe out there, you hooligans. You yeah.